You remember watching those movies back in the day? I was watching one on YouTube. It was like when like Master P would make movies. Dude, I had I gotta watch some of these. Where it's like I got the hookup. I didn't. No, I remember the previews. I didn't. Oh, they were all trying to copy off Friday Ice T. Well, it was like Friday, but it was like super low budget. There was another one with DMX, wasn't there? All the rappers in like the late '90s, early 2000s would make these straight to DVD movies. Cameron yeah. had one. It was called Purple Haze. I think uh, it was like all like yeah, like uh, Mob Deep, Cameron, yeah, like uh, Beanie Siegel. They would all make these straight to DVD movies. But they'd just be like every scene was just like one camera, and they didn't even sound like there was like a like a boom pole mic, <laughs> and everything was so low budget. But it was like the movies would be so entertaining because it's so like crazy looking. Wow! And it would be like wasn't even like it would, they'd be filming like a little. It looks like you'd be filming a sketch, but it would be a full length movie that went on for like two hours, mm-hmm. with like guns and like sex <clears throat> and stuff. Yeah, those are some of my favorite movies. Those low budgets. Well, it was like. These days, people watch like Tubi, mm-hmm. those Tubi free movies, and yeah. they talk about how that's like those are like the new like low budget ghetto classic movies. But even those movies are like they're real movies. Yeah. So they're being made by like a real crew. But it's like we got to bring back like real fucked up movies, Dude. where it's just a straight up one guy with the camera. It looks like a documentary kind of movie. I watched a f- I w- actually I watched some of those when I'm on the ships they download these weird movies <laughs> yeah. you'll never see it anywhere like a low budget zombie movie yeah, yeah. in a church or a horror movie yeah and yeah dude I get hooked some of them are like two movies in one it's two hours and 40 minutes <laughs> yeah. you don't even know what the plot is there was one real good one about this black dude and it was all about a bag like they were selling heroin in new york and everybody was trying to get them they're like you got the juice (laughs) they're doing all that but it's like people will still watch it it's still fun to watch and it's like you know how long it fucking takes to film anything any of these movies and stuff it's like let's just make a movie where we're just doing the entire thing we should do that dude i would do it running gun all we need, we could do it with my camera. And yeah, we, yeah. we just need a, a a bag, and we could act like there's money in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got some money. Yeah, we got some fake money over there. I got we'll $10,000 in fake money. From we'll me. run around New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what would be real funny? If we did it like one of those 70 black movies, though. Like, What's the thing? Is that like those were all, that's like the original style of those movies. It's like Dolomite. One yeah, of those kinds of movies. Or like you could call me Kane, and I'll talk real smooth like a pimp. I'll wear one of them suits. That's the thing, though, is that like we don't even got it because some people I've seen to do like a fake kung fu movie. Yeah, or they do like yeah throwback like you know black exploitation shaft kind of movie. But it's like should do a straight up just regular movie, but just film it fucked up. Or <laughs> yeah. just don't put any effort into doing matching shots and none of the over the shoulder <laughs> wide shot. Just straight up one shot for the entire you know one shot one scene. Yeah. No no extras, no nothing. You literally just, we follow each other for an hour. Well, yeah, we'll be just like you and one other guy and I'll hold the camera. And then when you're, you know, you hold the camera for a different scene. But yeah. It's like, we could film. What if we literally pass the camera to each other in the scene? But that's the thing is that I don't <laughs> want this to look like it's like a intentionally low budget or that we're trying to look cute with it. Yeah. No, let's just film a fucking movie. Yeah. A whole movie. I'll add dramatic music to it. 
we'll add some cuts or like maybe you know a little bit of b-roll of like a drone shot over new york city yeah but that would be so sick now it should be selling something or i got something i need to meet somebody and i gotta run i gotta run into a problem well it was like when we were filming my original movie idea back in the day the the smoked salmon thing yeah about you trying to break into the the world of uh, underground fish yeah something like that yeah maybe just trying to um it's like a boxer or something yeah just uh, trying to get some gloves an ex-boxer that's got a gambling problem but he yeah. gambles on weird stuff <laughs> yeah like caterpillar fights or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something weird but you got to go to another place to meet a guy and fight him or something yeah and we'll add some sound effects and shit like people should I feel like people don't take big swings like that anymore. Everybody makes like wants to spend their time making little TikTok videos, yeah, and like little short sketches and stuff, and all this sort of wacky meme stuff. When's the last time you heard somebody make a full ass movie? Like you mean like an hour twenty type of thing? Hour forty minute movie. <laughs> the scenes. I mean, we filmed the whole thing in like four days. Yeah, we just film long ass scenes, five minutes. You sitting down in a bodega trying to buy some heroin or something yeah i could be reading the newspaper and have some toast yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the one scene that maybe we spend like two hours on is a scene with some like fake guns or something we should have an extremely long stretched out opening (laughs) like it just shows them at the place you know yeah yeah. it's you riding a horse or something (laughs) and then it's just like these dramatic scenes of you yelling on the phone yeah that horse better be here by thursday Oh, I'm going to be fucking furious. Yeah. And then on the other end, it's just some Chinese guy or something. Yeah, dude, that could be cool. Fixing a high school basketball game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got to take big swings. That's our problem, I think. We keep getting caught up in like trying to chase the algorithm and do little viral videos and stuff. We got to get, it's got to be more ambitious. Yeah. We need like, uh, you know, something where it's like people are going to be talking about us. Like, man, I can't believe those guys filmed a whole fucking movie. What if, and the whole thing is on Amazon. What if the dude's just like a real shitty hustler, like takes advantage of people, the PTA, yeah. selling T-shirts at the subway stop, yeah, yeah, betting yeah. on amateur boxing. We could probably find an amateur boxing match, yeah, go yeah. to it, record it. Just film it on our phones. style, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to one of those, yeah, like local MMA fights. We'll bring like this fucking thing. Polish people or something. Well, I think people might get a little, you know, might raise some eyebrows with a, full, a real camera. It doesn't matter. We'll, nah, shoot, shoot on your phone. It looks pretty good. Yeah, we could. Well, maybe your phone. Yeah. But we could. Um, they would think we're just. We know the fighter. Yeah, it's true. We went to some amateur fights. Everybody's got cameras. They got those uh, like local fights in this neighborhood where it's like Polish people or something. Yeah. Where it's like every time you see the posters on the street at like the Polish grocery store, and it's just one dude. It's just a like one boxer with his shirt off. Yeah. So I don't know if he he looks like fighting all comers or something or what, but. He's they, the star they're building. Yeah, they fight in like uh it's like these like high school gymnasiums. Yeah. And I think I think it's all Polish people. You know what's funny with these Polish restaurants, they'll say the only place in Ridgewood to get Polish pierogies. Then you go yeah. literally three <laughs> blocks up this way. It's yeah. the same sign. The only place yeah. in Ridgewood. It's like going to Chinatown. It's like number one dumplings or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the, yeah, the dude's just shitty. He'd have to run down to Chinatown. He's always scamming people, you know, maybe something like that. He's a scammer. Well, I think as long as like the scene is happening where you're just holding your phone to your face and just yelling into it and acting really stressed out, we could just film that part first and then figure out what happens next. We yeah. We don't even really got to write this thing out. Yeah. 
Night scenes look good in, on camera. Oh, yeah. Like you get somebody smoking a cigar. Are you running? What if he's, you know, what if we did, I get a trench coat and I'm like a detective. Yeah. yeah. It, could, it could change throughout the movie too. A gumshoe. You start off and you're a detective and then halfway through the movie you turn into a boxer. <laughs> and then by the end you're running for president or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those like, yeah, just like. But I love the idea of making a movie that stretches past 90 minutes where someone just puts it on and it's like, I can't believe they went through this much trouble. What if he could, he's a, his dreams to be a boxer, but he can't because he's got scoliosis and the whole movie I walk with my back. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. And, in the, and you go to one of those TikTok chiropractors, that, yeah. that's the back cracking thing. And I start winning championships. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden I became a smart man. Yeah. There's all these little places in our neighborhood we could film. We don't even need to go far. Like the back room of that pierogi place. Oh, yeah. They right. don't care. One of those, that bodega that's got a weird back room. This coffee shop actually told me, they, they'd follow me on Instagram and social media. They were like, yeah, come film here anytime. We'd love it. So that's wow. cool. We could film there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy has to get a job at a coffee shop. Yeah. Then he gets fired because he doesn't want to wash his hands. Yeah, or maybe he's just running the biggest underground thing out of the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, he's selling scones. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, no, dude, I'm down for it. You know me, I'm down for anything. Do you got more movie stuff lined up at this point? Um, No, that's it. If we were to shoot it, this would be the time. I blocked out those days for that. Oh, man. It sucks that like people, I hate the feeling that like somebody else is in control of my schedule like that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's somebody else it's like you, you don't even like have any they can just you just get the text message one day and all of a sudden this whole thing you had blocked off what sucks the most about it to me is the timing so i legit just canceled the ship yeah and then i like the next day it wasn't even 24 hours hey sorry it took me so long to get back to you guys but we're not doing the movie i'm like oh man i just lost 1500 bucks oh yeah you know people don't have respect no respect. Yeah. You know what would be a cool area, but I don't know. We could do it all there, actually. Dude, down by the docks in New York where the boats and shit are. You mean Manhattan? Yeah. Like where we filmed that that video? Yeah, like anything by the, the ships or the seaport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like in Brooklyn, Gowanus. What if he's Canals? a bone collector or something, but he can't fight? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll let you go this time. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. <laughs> You're lucky I look like a tough guy. Yeah. I am actually a bitch. I could play that tough guy thing, but I really secretly just want to dance. <laughs> we could do some Saturday Night Fever shit. What if we did it all around the Brooklyn Bridge like that Travolta movie? Remember the dude knew all the facts about the bridge? My father died building that bridge. Yeah. I just come here and spend time with them. It'd be so funny, though, if we just film. It's a full-length movie, but the plot just keeps changing every 10 minutes. I wonder if that <laughs> would get like annoying to people, though. <laughs> well, it's like, especially, it's not even like we play it like a comedy. You got to play everything, like, super serious. <laughs> and then just at the end, after, like, 10 minutes, the guy's like, you know what? I'm done being a bunk collector. I'm going to dental school. <laughs> and his friends are like, nah, you can't go to dental school. Yeah. That's expensive. And he'd be like, I'll show you. Yeah. And then he goes to dental school for like two scenes. He's <laughs> like, oh, I always wanted to be a boxer. <laughs> I wonder if people would change the channel after a minute. We'll see. I think one I'm thing that for, one thing that one thing that Tubi has proven is that people will watch some shit if it's free. Yeah. Especially if it's a full movie. That's the thing, is that it's really, really hard. You've seen it by posting like long videos on YouTube. Or, like not even long videos, but like a five minute sketch. 
very, very hard to get someone to watch a five-minute sketch on YouTube. I think it's easier to get somebody to watch a two-hour movie on YouTube. Yeah, they get invested. Well, they think it's like, oh, I'm watching a free movie. It would be funny if we just started cranking out movies. <laughs> just like long ass. Yeah. I love the spirit of it because like uh, I was reading about like in, uh, you know, India, Bollywood. Yeah. They film more, more, more movies in India than they do in America. Yeah, I know. And they're just constantly cranking out movies. But the real inspiring thing to me is not even Bollywood. It's called Nollywood. It's in Nigeria. Oh. <laughs> All these Nigerian guys are like, uh, and you see like the, the film crew. It's just like five guys and they got like a eight-year-old kid holding a boom pole or something. Yeah, I've seen some and of they, that. And they film full-ass movies. They're like catching up to India where they just film like thousands of movies every year. Yeah. And they just end up on some sort of Nigerian YouTube or something. But yeah. those dudes are like, they're like hungry for it. So they're just cranking out these full movies. My friend, he messes with those Nigerian guys so much. He can't wait to get a hold of those scammers over oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they will do anything for money. Well, those dudes, you got to, it's like a culture where you got to hustle. Yeah. You can't just be like a lazy guy. That's why Nigerians either have like two master's degrees or they're just like, you know, running some weird scam like that. Yeah. I lived with a bunch of them, dude. Uh, when I lived up in the Bronx, dude, they were like, didn't even speak English and they were pawning themselves off. It was four brothers. They're pawning themselves off as one person <laughs> oh, and yeah. they were renting a room and we could never <laughs> get in the bathroom. So the landlord's yeah. like, hold on. No, you wait right here. You stay here. Uh, and she's like, don't use your phone. And he's sitting there <laughs> nervous. She's like, no, nah, I know there's more than, there's more one of you in the damn room. Your brother don't look the same. Wow. And I can never get in the bathroom. And dude, they just kept wait, popping if you're in. you're here, then who's there? Right. <laughs> and she made him wait. And I was sitting there like waiting. And then dude, you know what these guys did actually? Truth be told, somehow he must have messaged them. They crawled in the window. Dude, they got to the second floor. Wow. He thought it was my window, dude. He's just knocking <laughs> on the window. Dude, it freaked the hell out of me. I wasn't ready for it. Uh, and then I'm looking. I'm like, oh, that's my roommate. And then I knew there was more than one. Uh, and I open up the window, and he's just sitting in my room, and we can't even communicate. He doesn't know English. Man, the that that is such an ambitious scam to pull off. <laughs> I get if it's one guy who's pretending to be two. But four guys pretending to be one is wild. Yeah. And they, then they were sneaking <laughs> girls in. That is so much coordination. Here's the thing. It was already like a eight, eight, eight bedroom type of setup. It was yeah. a real bullshit setup. Everybody paid the same amount, I think. $500 a month, eight people. She lived downstairs. We all lived upstairs. So you each had your own room? Well, they were like, basically, like, it would be this room split. Subdivided, Dude, yeah. it was so small, like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't even real beds in there. You know, it was 500 a month, though. Wow. Roaches, though, dude, it was terrible. But, yeah, dude, they they caught on. They use always cooking that cumin 24-7. Like, the oh, stove yeah. never stopped because there's four of them. Wow. And I think they all worked at the same job, too. I don't know if they were, what they were doing, but they all well, worked those, at, like, those French, French those restaurants. Those guys were all tight. Yeah. Those guys were like, I bet if you were like, uh, if they couldn't talk, I bet they could still play basketball or something. Oh, they know still, what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had one Metro card. I knew they'd argue about that. Wow. The one got into an argument with me, man. He was washing his ass in the sink. And I, I opened up the door. I'm like, dude, I said, what are you doing? He's like, get out. He's yelling. And the dude was hovering over the sink washing his ass in the sink where we brush our teeth wow i told on him 
Huh. And he was ready to fight, man. Wow. You don't wash your ass in the sink, man. Hey, I guess you try to respect the other people's culture. Maybe that's just his deal. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know what's funny is that, like, you think, what if there was more than four? That's a good point. What if the four was just what you saw? And that could be I it. mean, it might have been eight guys, and those dudes were, like, real good with it. There was, she had four in the living room for a <laughs> while. And they're like, I have to work. They kept saying it. Wow. She's like, no, this is, do you understand why this is a problem? <laughs> I rented to one person, there's four. Yeah. Do you keep just acting? No, no, no. We're one guy. Dude, my second night inside this place, the the husband and wife are fighting. I don't know if he he got like uh, aggressive with her, I think, because yeah. he caught her cheating from what I could hear. He was calling her names. He's like, that's your problem. You're too, you hook up with everybody. You just give it to everybody. She was downstairs. She didn't work. He worked. She took care of the house stuff. Anyways, dude, they're upstairs in the kitchen with knives, about to have a knife fight. Whoa. And I'm making ramen noodles. Second <laughs> night there, bro. Yeah. And they're in the kitchen. I'm trying to mediate this thing. I just met them yeah. and uh, just gave them a thousand bucks. And uh, she's like, all right, fine. Yeah, yeah, I did. I hooked up with all of them. And then she's like, everybody in the house. Like, I don't know. There's all these guys yeah, that yeah, live yeah. there. She used to come up like half dressed upstairs. And they're looking at me. I'm like, look, dude, I just moved in. Like, right. don't throw me in the mix. I did nothing with your wife. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm new here. Yeah. Bank teller told me, he's like, I don't feel comfortable giving you this money. It was Burnside Avenue. He's like, there's people in the bank. You're asking me for $1,500 cash right now. He's like, don't. You're going to step out of this bank and get robbed. Whoa. I left a dude. I let him keep my security and everything. I was buying, trying to get a bottle of water. My fourth night or fifth night there, I only lasted a week. Yeah. And this dude uh, pulled out a knife on me in the, at like Kennedy's, and his friend like pulls me off of him, and he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "You live right over there on the corner of Burnside, right up over the hill." I was like, "Yeah, I just moved in." He goes, "Yeah, man, don't don't come back to this neighborhood for whatever reason. You pissed him off." I might have did something cocky at the store to the dude. You know, I'm an wow. asshole. I might have been like, hey, man, I'm next or something. Huh. This dude had it out for me. Dude, I left. I'm like, I ain't getting killed over this shit. A dude got shot and killed like the second night coming home. I'm like, what happened? I asked a cop. There was police everywhere. He goes, it's Burnside. Somebody got shot. What are you even doing living in this neighborhood? Whoa. Cop told me that. I, I like, know what I that, that guy is like. He actually said so he was just trying to help you out. The dude that pulled the guy off you. Yeah, he goes, he just pulled me off. It wasn't even like a scam. It was like, he's actually just trying to get you. Yeah, because so we're in the place, right? Yeah. And I didn't recognize the dude. I don't know him, but everything's very central. The house is right there. The Kennedy's is here. The deli's there. The train's there. So, you know, I, um, he's arguing with the chicken guy. All I did was say, cut in front of him. I said, I just want a bottle of water. This dude's like, yo, you're going to fucking interrupt me? Oh, it's him? Oh, motherfucker. I remember your ass. He's like, what are you doing in my neighborhood? Gentrifying shit. Uh, and he's wow. going off. And then, dude, he legit goes, I know you live right there. And pointed to my house. Huh. So he knew me for sure. Wow. He goes, you already pissed me off once. And I'm thinking it was probably the incident at the deli. I'm always like, I don't take shit from anybody. You're not going to cut me in line. Wow. So, you know, they always cut in the hood. Like, they'll just cut in front of you. I'll be like, yo, man, you don't see there's a line. Wow. 
Like, you could be behind me or whatever. But either way, yeah, dude had a knife, man. One of those old school knives, too, that, like, our moms used to sharpen their eyeliner. Remember those with, like, the, the buck handle or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That common knife. Wow. He had it's one like of those, a kitchen knife. Yeah, he had one of those old school joints. And, uh, yeah, he was ready to go. Wow. Well, he did get you out of the neighborhood. He did. And I told yeah. my <laughs> landlord, I said, I have to move. She's like, man, you going to bitch out over that? Wow. She goes, ain't nobody stabbing you. Chill out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, right. Wait, so that was after you, so you moved to a different part of the Bronx after that? Um, what did I, where did I go after that? I can't even remember where I did move after that. Was that when you moved in with Melissa's mom? Or? Um, no, no, I moved out immediately from there and, uh, dude, I can't The house even, that was falling apart, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think where, where the I landlord moved got to. Stabbed? No, that was before that. Oh, wow. The place where the landlord... Oh, wow. Bronx is crazy. You go to a place where the landlord gets stabbed and goes to jail? Yeah. And then you move out of that into the house with four guys that pretend to be one? Yeah, well, I had to go back home because, remember, I was homeless at that time when I moved out of that place. Oh, wow. I was living in that Cube Smart. I ran out of all my money. I made just enough to get a bus ticket home. Oh, wow, yeah. I did like a construction job, and then it took me like two and a half weeks to get the money from the dude he's thinking i'm just some regular guy he owed me 125 dollars dude i busted my ass working for him black mold in a shed dude like a 16 hour day straight busting ass and this dude didn't pay me wow and i had to argue with him for two and a half weeks yeah and then i finally get the money so i was just on the streets and then i got the money and went home. I was living under the trees. <laughs> I was right on 14th across from Dwayne Reed. You could there's a bench where you're hitting. See back then, the homeless and the cops, you couldn't sleep anywhere back then. Yeah. Like dude, if you if I fell asleep on a bench for 10 minutes, a cop was like, "What are you doing?" You could not, you had to hide. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, pe- there was cops everywhere. So I know cops could end this stuff what's going on now if they wanted to. Well, there's just they just don't know where these guys are going to go. There's so many people now. Yeah, but dude, they they were on it back then. I think bro. the only place you can really get away with it in New York City is like Port Authority. Yeah, Port Authority you and our could, neighborhood. No well, place. no, that's, you mean this neighborhood? Yeah, I could be outside <laughs> Port Authority though. If you just pretend you're waiting for a bus, right? That's always my like in my head. That's my backup plan if shit ever really goes south for me. Yeah, they let you slide at Port Authority, but i don't know all the way i tried a little bit of port authority you could i mean you could be there and you could look homeless and be there grand central i did a lot of grand central wow port authority is good too but you ever just sleep on the train um train's too dangerous oh really yeah you'll get punched in the head oh yeah i've had that happen it's a game people play i feel like i would stay up all night and then sleep on the train during the day yeah, I mean, you would think, but you really, I'm telling you, the train's kind of dangerous. I did the train a little. I did the Coney Run. I, uh, there's one train that takes you to, like, Ikea in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did that one a lot. But um, really, the safest bet, I feel like, is to be up all night in the summer and sleep at Bryant Park on yeah. the grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be safe. Yeah, it's not such a bad life. Yeah, I did that for a while. yeah. I didn't just imagine though. There's guys outside right now. It's like 30 degrees, dude. And brutal. <laughs> yeah. You know when it's this cold, they had that hookup at 50 Cent 
cookies, 59 cent cookies at McDonald's. One item, you get to stay there for um, 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was my CeeLo. What wow. I would normally do is I'd have, maybe I'd try to make like a dollar for coffee. See, it's crazy too. Coffee, I remember being a dollar. You give them 75 cents, I'd tell them, look, I won't fill it up all the way. Just, it's <laughs> wow. all I got. And then you sit at a deli for a few hours. Oh, yeah. You know. People always say that New York City, it's like uh, it's like a late night city, a city that never sleeps. But I think it, that must have ended like 20 years ago. This shit does close here. Yeah, but no, around eight years before the pandemic, shit was open late. It was later. Now there was bars 4 a.m. Then they had after hour spots. I mean, bars and stuff. But most of the city is now things shut down. Now it's dead. Yeah, me and my buddy were just talking about this. Back in the day, you could go anywhere within a three-block radius and probably sit down and eat yeah. at any given time. There'd be time. diners and yeah. stuff. And, yeah. You but, can't get any kind of late-night food anymore besides like halal cart. Shit's done after 11. It's coming back, though. Yeah, I think eventually. The Ritz Diner Upper East Side, I noticed, is busy late at night. They're a 24-hour jaunt. Yeah. I guess it's just like, uh, I think those businesses, though, they realize that there's just not enough people out in the mix anymore at like 3 a.m. They want like a grilled cheese sandwich or something. I'll tell you what, when I was at my absolute most homeless, I didn't even have flip-flops. It broke. I didn't have 99 cents for another one. Yeah. I just had a pair of shorts. And at that point, I should have just like got enough money to get a bus ticket to like California. Because <laughs> yeah. it was like... The break of the winter when I was homeless, it was freezing, raining. I remember, dude. Wow. And you're just sitting in the rain. You don't even give a shit no more. Yeah. Just like I don't got the energy to get up and move. Wow. You know, people be like, "Get up, quit being lazy." People aren't nice to homeless people. I remember people saying that to me. Yeah. Get off your ass. You're healthy. Go make some money. Wow. That was before gig jobs. Yeah. That was before I got you doing Postmates. McDonald's turned me down. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget. I was like, I was dressed up kind of nice too. And he was just like, bro, nothing spelled right on your application. I'll uh, never wow. forget that. You don't got the grammar from McDonald's. <laughs> right. It's like, dude, I purposely spelled it wrong so you'd hire me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, do you really, I mean, looking back, it's probably good that you didn't end up at McDonald's. Yeah, I probably would turn that into a career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd probably still be there. Everything I do, I go all the way. If they look, gave me that little manager shirt, once I get a different color shirt, I get a different personality. Oh, yeah. Well, I think even if you work at McDonald's, if they tell you that you're in charge of these other four guys, there's no way you're not going to change. Well, I know if I was in charge of four guys, what I would do is whichever ones are the tallest are getting treated the shittiest. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, you know, right now this eight hours is going to suck, but think about the other 16. You're still tall. But yeah. for now, take that trash <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you're working for me, you got to crouch down. Yeah. yeah. I get a guy shorter than me. See, most of the time when somebody's shorter than me, they want to fight me, but I'm nice to guys that are shorter than me. Yeah. You know? Well, when a guy is shorter than you, that means they're like real short. Yeah, they're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they're used to it at this point. You almost got to be nice to them. Yeah. Yeah, if I worked at a, when I usually worked, you could ask anybody. I was a manager. All the tall guys, they already knew it. Yeah. They'd be like, dude, I know why you gave me this shit. Yeah, you're on fries today. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be trying to bend their knees around me. Wow. I would in the detail shop, man. I feel bad. It was really, really hard. There was a dude six four. I never worked somebody so hard in my life. Wow. 
you know you just had him doing the shit jobs yeah yeah had him staying late everything see every every shit every single job that you could get in any business there's always like the desirable position and then there's the shit job that nobody wants to do yeah and then there's always going to be kind of a jockeying to get to do who who does what yeah but i always wonder what it is (laughs) when i walk into a restaurant when it's like would i rather be the guy who's who's shaking salt under the fries or the you know the ice cream guy well see restaurants are way more straightforward you know what you're getting into what i noticed doing a lot of these working at offices i did a lot at working at offices when i was doing task rabbit yeah and i've worked i was a regular at offices i i did uh, you know, I'd be stuff. there all the time though yeah. but like i was a, a they'd hire me as a regular like i remember i painted a place like every day you know i yeah. did all this stuff i was there every single day for maybe a month and you get to see how it works and they do these it's all about job titles there yeah like you know manager director or whatever they they give you these different job titles well it's like assistant to the west coast sales manager or something. right yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then you know that's a way they keep you a little incentivized there and it's good i mean I had a job for a while when I first got out of college at this software company and I was like assistant marketing associate or something. Right. But like my boss worked remotely or something. So I, was, I just had a cubicle in this big ass office, but the person I worked for wasn't in the office. So nobody knew what I did, <laughs> but that also meant that I didn't actually have any reason to talk to anybody. So I was mostly just by myself, but you could see it. Everybody in the office had kind of a gig like that where they, they're the only one who knows their job title. Yeah. Them and like one other person. Right. So I notice anytime somebody walks up to you and says like, hey man, did you get the sales report? You'd be like, no, 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 I- I'm inside sales. <laughs> you got to talk to outside sales. It's yeah. like, where's that guy? It's like, I don't know. That's not me. Yeah. And all you got to do for the entire day, most of your job is just telling other people that that's not your job. Yeah. No, you don't understand. I'm Northeast Regional Sales. Yeah, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I wish I could help you. <laughs> I would, yeah. I, I've been looking at that fucking guy myself. And then you always got to tell him, you know, the person you're in charge of. See that guy? I'm in charge of him. <laughs> yeah, Go ask him who the I work, I work for Mike. I work yeah. Mike. Uh, Mike's on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, he's an East Coast guy. <laughs> yeah, you We're don't get it. on the West. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The time change. Yeah, did you check the spreadsheet? Yeah. Have you looked at the... <laughs> that yeah. job I had for like... I was working there for like a year and a half and there would be like four month stretches where my boss would just like stop asking me to do stuff or she'd go on vacation or something. Yeah. So I would just be sitting. It was the first time I ever had a job where I just didn't do shit all day long, but just for like long stretches and I'm walking around the office. It's like, I don't even have anybody to ask what to do. Right. So it was just, yeah, a lot of just me early days of me on the internet for just eight hours a day. You know, those types of jobs, it's more of a pain in the ass if she gives you a task because now she has more work. Exactly. That's when I realized at a certain point because you, when you first start working those kinds of jobs, you think, oh, they're going to think I'm lazy. Oh, they're going to think like, oh, I should probably fire this guy because he's not doing anything. But it's like, no, when you ask for something to do, you're creating more work for them. Yeah. All you want to do is make your manager's <laughs> life less stressful. And sometimes that just means not just staying the fuck out of the way. Yeah. My girlfriend has one of those jobs. She just got a a promotion. The thing is, I feel like she works so hard 
that they all are like, hey, anything we need to do to keep this girl on board. I see her working. She's like handling 10 things at once. Right. But, you know, ultimately the company's probably making way more. So they're like, oh, we need her. Look, she's doing everything. You know, her boss is probably like, yeah, can you do this for me too? Well, the thing is too, you got to think about how much of a pain in the ass it would be to replace her. Right. You'd have to get a new person, find a right <laughs> candidate, and train them to do all these different things. It's like, yeah, it's not even worth the trouble. Dude, nobody could. Re- I'm telling you right now, I see the way so, she works. I mean, so much of the world works that way, though, in terms of like if you get an apartment and it's like the landlord has to be careful not to like mess with you too much because how much of a pain. You, if, you, if you know how much of a pain in the ass it is to replace you, then you right. have like a threshold. Where it's like, I can fuck around up until I reach this point. I wonder about that sometimes. I think it depends on where you're at. If you're in prime location, they want to replace you. You think that, but it's like, there is like a calculus for a lot of people where it's like, I know that this is like, I'm getting X amount of dollars out of this guy. But if I wanted to find a new tenant and have to go through this trouble of moving in, moving out, inspections and stuff, then it's like, ah, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I'll keep letting them and that's what that Yeah, that's what jobs are like. I'm realizing like every job I've ever had, I start off the job being really nervous that they're going to like fire me and I'm worried about what they think. But then at a certain point, you realize like, I'm not going to say this place needs me, but if they did fire me, it would be a huge pain in the ass for my boss for about a week and a half. Yeah. And that's enough to just keep me around. Yeah, and then there's those certain people that... um you're just like you got it. You can't wait to fire the guy, but he always got those loopholes, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know the guy's gonna sue. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You <laughs> gotta go in, start lining up stuff that you're gonna sue. There's always the people like you know, oh, oh, I'm gonna quit, or you know, I'm I'm a I'm a quit if they make me work Saturday. You know that dude's guaranteed oh, yeah. working Saturday. Yeah, 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 he ain't quitting. He ain't going nowhere. But once you start learning the laws, too. You know what they do where I used to work? They kept cutting this guy's pay because he won't quit. And he has a job like a 60. It's a job you're supposed to get in high school. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you're basically you're. it's a 16 year old's job. Yeah. You basically just do what the salesman's need. You're just there hourly. Yeah, gopher. Minimum wage or a gopher. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this dude's been a gopher for 40 years, and there's no <laughs> retirement plan. Wow. Like, you know, you can't, it's not a government job. Yeah. I remember he thought when he was hitting 20 is when I knew him. He kept saying, dude, he counted it down for, since I met him. He's like, you know, I met him right before the 20-year mark. And he's like, three more years, y'all. Ain't, I'm going fishing. You guys ain't going to see me. Wow. He used to bark, ruff, ruff, ruff. He did that <laughs> for real. Tell these old fight stories. And then it was a Christmas party. And he gave his whole speech like, guys, you know, I just hit 20 years. I'm breaking the news. I'm retiring and leaving the company. Wow. And this dude wasn't the smartest guy on hey. the bookshelf. And he... Uh, they're all there. They're like, excuse me? The the head office yeah. lady. She's like, what? No. <laughs> no, no, honey. It's not. She's calling him honey. He's like 50 years old. Yeah. She's like, it's not a government job. You can't. 20 years doesn't mean you could retire. Wow. She goes, we don't. <laughs> there's no pension. <laughs> there's no pension for you. And <laughs> yeah. she's laughing. She's like, you can't retire until you're 62. Dude, you should have oh. seen his face. He's rah, rah. Dude developed some alopecia from the job. He went bald. He's finally getting his hair back. He still works there, my buddy tells me. Wow. And now the dude's coming up on, you know, I think four more years again, he'll be 62. 
Wow. But he's this guy that always would say, hey, man, I'm quitting. I'm going to Taco Bell. And one day they were like, just, you know, dude, you could just quit. You know, yeah. <laughs> they told him. So they started cutting his pay. Wow. Dude, they started cutting the dude's pay. Yeah. Cutting his hours secretly. Like, hey, we're cutting you down to part time now. We don't really need you. Just winding him down. See, once you work somewhere long enough that you learn how to milk the system, they got to get rid of you. Nobody really wants you around too much. They're sick of hearing about your wife and cracking your little jokes. Well, the thing is, too, the longer you stay at a job and the more they get to know you like that, the more sympathy they have for you. Well, you not, would think. Not, not, well, not sympathy in the sense that they're going to give you like what it is you want, but sympathy in the sense where it's like, all right, we can't fire this guy. He's going to be homeless. Oh, so dude. it's like, no, let's wind him down a little bit, and maybe he'll just quit. You've had some nice bosses. I think they're afraid to get sued if they fire you. Well, that too, yeah. You know, except for, I don't know, like, you could get sued. I mean, you know, the, realistically, I think they could fire me. What could I sue them for? I, well, I guess right. that's racial discrimination. I well, you never that. know. Yeah, I might be able to. I'm Italian. Well, I mean, just if you, if you're just litigious enough, you can always find something to sue for. Yeah, you got to go in and find the lawsuit. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's that Charleston White mentality. Yeah. You got to be like, look, this ain't right. OSHA, I'm calling OSHA. Well, the thing is for most jobs these days, especially for like retail jobs, you work at Starbucks or something, the company doesn't want people to work there more than like three years. Because the longer you work there, the better your benefits are and stuff. Yeah. So there is kind of an incentive for the company to just make your job kind of fucked up past a certain point because they always want to bring in new people yeah but if you have the kind of job where you stay around for 40 years and the boss knows you it's like i think there's a certain point where unless the boss is a complete sociopath it's like no you know this guy's family at this point yeah well you know what they do when they have you there that long they do the little speeches at the christmas party they tell an old story you know me and gary i remember when he first started we almost got in a fist fight over that window cleaner you (laughs) know and we go way back and gary's wife of course and his daughter you know me and gary used to do the same job yeah remember that yeah back when my (laughs) dad was a long time ago yeah you know my father (laughs) owns the (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. now i'm president and go yeah and gary's actually still 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 doing the job Uh, still here yeah yeah that's called dedication guys give it up for gary yeah clap they give him a plaque yeah dude they give him a keyboard i got a keyboard for 10 years i'm like what at casio i couldn't even sell it i wish i had it now honestly but they were like yeah it's either that or a tent or a ring with a cubic zirconia in it and it's like wow these are my options for 10 years i got a watch after 10 years of working at that coffee shop yeah dude see how they get you (laughs) yeah it's like a casio watch they changed my title like i was well i was originally sucking up to my girlfriend because she watches these but no she's a hard worker but my job title they changed me i wasn't i'm like thinking i'm actually a boss and the thing is i was the only person that worked there so they made me manager and there was no other workers Oh, wow. I'm like, well, who am I manager of? Associate manager. Yeah. And then I had a boss that told me everything. I was like, what what exactly do I, what am I managing here? Right. (laughs) They couldn't even answer me. Yeah. They're like, well, you make sure when a car comes in, you you make sure it gets done. Hey, manage that. Yeah. I'm like, so I just work (laughs) here, basically. I just wash cars. Manage those cars. Yeah. Yeah. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, man. Those, that, you get a lot of that in those, uh, the Midwest, those car dealership 
years you know people that's their life they have a second life like that's their thing they go to the they're at the dealership all the time well i think there's there's some people i mean if you had a coworker that was like me who just never took anything seriously and never yeah. cared about anything but it's like that's why i'm always i've always been a bad worker at every job i've ever been in because it's always like I don't, you can yell at me and you can fire me or whatever i'm just gonna leave i, I this doesn't really i don't like get emotionally invested in anything right. i do but there's some guys who get the job at the coffee shop and it's like no this is my passion right now oh yeah this is who i am and it's like if you fuck this place up you're fucking with me directly they learn your order medium <laughs> large you're not like, even that but it's like they not only they learn your order they make everybody else learn your order as well right yeah going on their day off yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> The guy who shows up at his retail job on his day off. In some regular clothes, some nice jeans. Nice jeans and starts looking around <laughs> for like, oh, yeah. I see Abby's working. Yeah, hey, yeah. Abby. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, you got the yeah the registers wrong or something. Oh, yeah, I ordered bagels. I don't know, did the cinnamon ones come? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he comes around the, comes around the counter to start oh, fucking poking around. Oh, that's really flossing. And it's like, man, get out of here. But it's like, that. that's the thing is that like, <laughs> Me personally, the, my thing was always that I'm very good in a, in a job interview. Oh, without Once I a get doubt. the interview, I'm very quick on my feet and I know what to say and how to kind of flatter somebody. So I look like I'm going to be a very good employee. Yeah. It's not until I actually get hired that I start pulling back. But it's like if, what you really want, because all they want is that guy. If they could, if the manager had his choice, he would hire 10 of that like super passionate guy. But the thing is, you can't really tell who that guy is until later on. Right. Eventually that guy, yeah. And then that guy, the thing is, I worked at that coffee shop for like 12 years or something stupid. So it's like I saw that guy come and go a bunch of times. But I, I noticed it whenever somebody would get hired and they're like super chipper and like passionate about their job, I could point at him like, that guy's three years max. Right. It burns out. It does. You, you can't, can't keep like, that kind of energy three going. Three years is a, two weeks that shit's burning out. Well, enough for like a passionate guy, he just like gets super into it. But it's like, I know... At this point, I've worked this kind of job for that long where it's like you can't keep that energy going. Yeah. For more, you know, at a certain point, it just burns out because you're not, there's not enough at the job. It's not, you're not a doctor. Right. Those those guys, that's what's so sad about it is that like I always had stuff I was passionate about, music, comedy, whatever. So it's stuff that's, I'm like 10 toes in. I'm really like deep into it. But it's like you can't be 10 toes in on working retail. Well, those there's just guys, nothing there. There's not enough for you. Those guys, they're all into the lifestyle. Like, if you noticed, I guarantee you they got a decent car, something shiny, something clean, Dodge Neon with rims or a new Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> well, the guy, I mean, payment. like, the, it was the kind of guy who it's like, he doesn't even care about what kind of car it is. He just has to get to that job, and he's just psyched to walk in the door. Yeah. And he's not even like he's there for the money. He wasn't even making good money. He was making like $2 an hour more than me. And that guy, he worked his way up to assistant manager. And then eventually he just, I don't know. I mean, you have like a mental breakdown at a certain point. Yeah. Because I think deep down, people who like, who get really invested in like a dumb job like that, they know it's dumb. Yeah. That at some level, they're looking around. They realize like, oh, I, this isn't, I'm, I'm not a a congressman well some this, people this is something where you're supposed to like pour yourself into it some people are we serve in, coffee they're into the the mentality of being elite like telling people what to do like the yeah, best yeah. managers i've seen sassy gay guy 
Yeah. You're not, listen, because you don't even know what's right or wrong till the gay guy okays it. Yeah. You know, it's like, that shirt, what are you, stupid boo-boo? No, don't <laughs> give them their coffee like this. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, Oh, my God. What are you doing handing them their coffee like this? Four fingers out. And you'll yeah. never know. I didn't know I handed it like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the four fingers. Well, it's that guy who ends up becoming assistant manager. He'll tell a customer him, him to and, go him fuck and the manager. Yeah, exactly. Well, him and the manager <laughs> become like way too tight. Yeah, start and fucking. It's like, yeah, good luck getting out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy ends up. That's the thing is that I, as you stay at those jobs, because it's looking back, it's insane. I worked at that place for like 12 years. Yeah. That, that should have been, I had gone into that job as a summer, as like a holiday job. That's how it always is. And then they just never told me to leave. Yeah. So I just stuck around forever. But it's like you stay at that kind of job long enough, you see people come and go. And so the more you start seeing just like, it's almost like dating or something. You see, start seeing certain types Yeah. where it's like the second somebody gets hired, I could already see their arc at that job. Yeah. Where it's like this dude is eventually, he's going to start off very much into it, passionate, want to be friends with everybody, hanging out after work. And eventually it's going to go bad for him. I was at that car wash for 10 years. I seen it. Yeah. Dude, I've seen people leave for five years and come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you'd be yeah, like, yeah. oh, I've you came that. back to the job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, the, you know, they're embarrassed to walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't change. People don't change. No. It's like, yep, you're here 20 minutes. You're already bitching about the coffee. You go buy the coffee. This dude, Dave, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say his name. He's a nice guy. But um, yeah, yeah. anyways, this older guy, three times he worked for this company. Once when I was a kid, he was working there. And then we both worked there together. And then he came back and I was his boss. And his kid was coming and visiting. I'm like, it's full circle. And one thing that never changed about the guy is, you know how you got a coffee pot, right? He yep. never bought the coffee. He would put so much coffee in the pot that you couldn't close the lid. I'd be uh, telling wow. him, dude, you can't even, you have to be able to close the lid. Uh, and it was 20 years of this. I, we wow. dealt with it. And he's like, no, if I'm working, I shouldn't have to buy the coffee. We're like, dude, I was buying the fucking coffee. I'm like, I'm working. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ain't paying for your coffee habit. Wow. And it was his way to like get back at the company. Well, it's like you're in a position like that where you don't have any power. And it's like, here's my chance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take it back. My one friend was messing with him. He had the vacuum cleaner. He's like, oh, Dave, oh, talk all that. Uh, let's suck all the bullshit out of him. And the dude's teeth went in the vacuum cleaner and broke. Like, wow. fourth day back to work. Man. He's like, well, yeah, well, he fucked up my teeth. <laughs> well, where am I going to get new teeth? He used to try to high five us like this. <laughs> He'd wow. be like, put it right here. <laughs> You'd be trying to high five him. Wow. Some people are just off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens to those kinds of guys? Though? Well, his brother worked there, and his brother was real smart and normal. He got the good genes. Oh, yeah. Maybe they take after the father. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And he was so embarrassed of his brother, dude. Wow. He, his brother would show up with no shoes on. <laughs> he didn't wear shoes to work. Oh, yeah. They're like, dude, you have to wear shoes. So he started bringing them in, and he'd look around, and he'd slip them off and start working. Wow. He, I, he never wore shoes his whole life. Like I remember when I was a kid, he'd walk over our house. He'd be like, dude, shoes, you know, look at your feet. Look at your toes, dude. Look at my toes. What sucks, though, is that is it the kind of job where it's like, uh, is he like fucking it up for everybody else? Or is he like, everybody's kind of got their own thing to do? No, you know what? He was just lazy. And I remember, actually, I feel bad. He was that dude that was like, dude, you asked me to work Saturday, they're going to see the back of my shoes, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I went right to the boss and I said, hey, 
you know, you told us all to work Saturday. I just want to let you know when I told Dave he has to work. Oh, sorry, man. It's a different Dave. <laughs> when I told Gary he has to work Saturday, um, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know. All these guys' names run together anymore anyway. But yeah. There was a hundred of them that came and went. But, yeah, when you tell him he had to work Saturday, he says he's going to quit. The dude comes right back there. He goes, hey, Gary. Hey, I want to let you know, man, you got to work Saturday. Says <laughs> it all loud and clear. <laughs> wow. He throws his hands up in the air. Dude, don't even give me a car today. We had one dude from Bob Evans. He was at Bob Evans for 30 years, dude. Wow. And they fired him. They said, you're just too old to do the job. Wow. Yep. And he came down. And then he started detailing cars. And the thing was, he was like a dishwasher. I mean, he was like 60, but I don't know. I guess you don't make money enough money to retire. He said he was like, I don't got enough money to go fishing. He was like... You know, he'd tell us, he's like, I am not going back to Bob Evans, man. He used to always say that. Wow. I will not go back to Bob Evans. And then the Bob Evans came up to our work, actually. They took him back. Wow. Yeah. A couple of people from Bob Evans pulled up in a van, talked to him outside. Dude didn't even quit or nothing. We're like, <laughs> oh, wow. where'd he go? We just didn't see him no more. Man. <laughs> it sucks, though, because like, what? There's no you, you realize once you actually start thinking about it, you do the math on how much it costs to live after you retire. It's like those guys are never going to retire. Four hundred a month you get. I yeah, think. Social Security is nothing. And yeah. it's like you're, no, you're supposed to be saving up from like the time you're like twenty one. We got to start. Well, you got some money put away. You're pretty smart with that. Well, yeah, but it's like that's why. Well, I think at this point, both of us have it in our heads that it's like, all right, we're clear, clearly not getting full time <laughs> jobs again. <laughs> Because it's like that that ship has sailed. Right. They yeah. wouldn't even hire me right now. Well, dude. I think they would, but you wouldn't want to do the kind of job that you could get at this point. Yeah. I'd I could, be sanitation. Oh, you'd be fucking washing cars. Yeah. Yeah. You well, could if that. I could do it again, I'd do sanitation. But it's like, that's the thing. It's a, we've gone far enough into this shit that it's like, <laughs> no, we're not going back. You know, maybe we do stuff on the side. Yeah. We'll yeah. jobs, but it's like, we're not going back to full-time work. But it's like, our <laughs> only thing at this point is that we need like a, a big score it's like a you know a criminal we did a, one big score yeah and that'll change everything yeah we and think it would change everything it would well, change no, but six like, months of our life well you get no but like big big score I, you I get feel 10 like, million and it's oh like, yeah you do that shit once i mean you're dreaming like, big that shit is like no nah, we're done i think that i need to like uh not like a scam but i need to start looking into all these side hustles. I don't know what what it is about. Hood dudes always have like ten thousand on them. You ever notice that? Yeah, of course. Like, where are they getting that money from? Uh, a lot of it's scamming, or just like it's a lot of it's credit card stuff. I used to see these guys. They just sat in front of the bodega all day and listen to music. Winters every day. Yeah. They just seven of them would just hang out there, and between all of them, they probably had a hundred grand. Yeah. Well, I mean, like those those are the kind of guys that have like a big ass wad of cash, but they're also like in debt for more than that amount of money. Oh yeah. So they also, it's like you. It always looks like they're rich, but they got a bunch of different plates spinning, and their life is pretty stressful because you know they owe a bunch of people money and this. And they're hanging out at a deli. People looking for you or something. But yeah, I could see why why that would be nice for. I don't know. We got to get to know some of those guys. But it's more like we need like, because with comedy stuff. There's so long where you're making nothing. And then there's a little while where you're making a little bit of money. But then there's that other level where it's like once you hit it, all of a sudden money is not even an issue anymore forever. But realistically, if I showed up to a comedy club with like five other dudes and we all had gold chains and like 10000 a piece, I feel like I'd be in at that club. couple pistols. I don't mean being in at the club. I mean like 
big comedy money geico commercial oh uh, yeah i mean yeah one day it's like no you're the new geico guy yeah you're the in your flow guy. from progressive now would you let you're politics get involved like let's say they want you to be the new tesla guy i could see you being a tesla guy that's like, i mean like if that check is that big i don't know what the number is where, where i give up my own like uh you know objections to things but i mean when you get that kind of gig where it's like Remember when Godfrey was the Seven Up guy or whatever? Oh yeah, and it's like I bet that check is wild when you first get that. It's probably still coming in. Yeah, and I mean, like once you get that kind of flow from progressive money, then it's like all of a sudden you never have to worry about money again. Yeah, uh, I wonder what she got. I think somebody told me once at a a thing they were catering. They said she got a hundred thousand dollars for like thirty minutes. Wow! Can you? What speech do you give? I don't know what. Yeah. Was she just giving a speech about progressive? That's the thing, though, is that, like, all we need is that one big score to come in. But it's like, I mean, obviously, there's a chance it just never happens. Have you ever thought about inventing something? Oh, yeah, of course. It hasn't really, I haven't really, I don't know. I always have ideas for apps and stuff, but it never really comes together for me. You got to go black owned, dude. That's the way to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of those now. And, dude, it is smart. People do invest in black owned businesses. Well, it's like I wouldn't want to go be Asian a, owned. I wouldn't want to be in the kind of position where other people are giving me money, hoping that they're going to flip it for them. Yeah, because that, that, that's the kind of stress that I can't I can't handle being in debt to people. Like the like, PTA board. Well, the kind of thing where it's like I'm I'm going to open my hookah bar. I just oh. need a hundred grand. So you just need to if you give me fifteen grand, then you'll be silent partner of this or that. And it's like. I would just not even, I couldn't even start that kind of business. Yeah, dude, I had somebody offer me 10 grand and they're like, but I got to make my money back. I'm just like, okay, never mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can hold on to that. This is like the mob. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're not <laughs> wetting your beak on this. Yeah, it's like, I'll, no, I'll work good. a regular yeah, job. Figure it out. I'll, go, I'll just figure it out. Yeah, I'll work retail if I need to. But See, I remember when selling phones was the thing, dude. These guys used to be fun. They'd be cool, man. They'd go out in the mall parking lot and throw the football. I always looked up to those cell phone salesmen, and they would get people. They would hit them. Well, that was the kind of sales job where it's like, because they say sales, retail sales, if you work at like the Gap. It's like, no, you're not selling anything at the Gap. You know, clothes yeah. sell themselves. Cell phone is like, no, you're, it's hand-to-hand sales. Yeah. That's like, yeah, <laughs> selling knives or something. I remember they got me, dude. I couldn't believe it, the whole thing. Dude, what do you, you could, we, could, we could finance the phone. It was like special finance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Nokia. Yeah, he's like, dude, let me ask you a question. He goes, do you ever chew gum? And at the time, I didn't. And I'm like, no. And I stumped <laughs> the guy because that's nope. their whole thing. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you did chew gum. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. pack of gum is is a dollar twenty five, maybe two bucks a day. Wow! And that's the your phone payment's thirty one bucks. Just don't chew gum. But he didn't have nothing for me, and he still sold me the phone. Wow! And you know he sold it to me. He marketed to me off, dude. You're gonna get girls. Yeah, I've seen that happen too. Yeah, that's the thing is back in the day because now with you buy an iPhone from Apple, they don't care if you're buying it. It's like you know. Right, the guys. There's no commission for. They an Apple know store. they're gonna get it to you. But it's not even that. But it's like back in the day when you had to buy a Nokia cell phone just at the cell phone store. That job is all commission. Yeah. So that guy has to sell it to you. So yeah, I've seen people. Yeah, you want to get some bitches? Yeah. I'll get the sidekick. Yeah. Girls love this phone. Yep. And, and then I'm they just... start showing you pictures of their bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you see all the money they got and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they got that Jeep Wrangler in the parking lot. Those jobs, those guys don't even have those 
I mean, I don't even know what happened to them. I think they ended up selling weed or something. Well, they went into car sales, most of them. Yeah. Some went into insurance sales. They still detail on the side. Right, yeah. You know, or they work at like a pro performance parts store, you right. know. You could still, I think you can still make money putting in systems in people's cars. You think so? Installing stereos I mean, and who's stuff. who's really getting stereos installed now? I think they are. Maybe dudes in Myrtle in Beach. Na- nah, dudes in this neighborhood are driving around listening to reggaeton. Oh, yeah, but the people doing that, they're not paying nobody to install that shit. Yeah, you pay your buddy. Yeah, 50 bucks, it's all about the splitter wire. Yeah. I used to have systems back in, I mean, right now, TikTok's bringing systems back majorly to a crazy level. Did you see the new ones they got? No, no. Where the girl's hair goes crazy? In their car? Yeah, so they got earplugs in, and it's this new, it's a TikTok thing. So the, you got earplugs in, and then they go, okay, are you ready? I'm going to turn the bass on. And they turn it on, and you see the people's hair raise. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, bass, put in like bass stereo hair raising. Huh. You'll see their hair goes like this. Yeah. The hair's all crazy with the beat. I think there is still like, I mean, kids these days don't drive as much. I think just in general, people don't really like the car culture isn't as much. But I think even now, kids are so weird. Even now, though, if you're like a 19-year-old kid, you still want a loud-ass car. Yeah, the exhaust, too. But just the feeling of being 19 years old and listening to music way too loud and driving around a parking lot. Yeah. I think that's still a thing. Smoking vapes. Yeah. It might be. I don't know, to be honest with you. I know big trucks is a huge thing right now. Yeah. What about, you know, a lot of those guys, though, they go to Best Buy and sell TVs. They talk about the old days. They're like, you know, I used to be deep in it, man. We'd be hitting people for these, you know, we'd be down at the club. I was talking to one guy at Best Buy. He was telling me how back in the day, him and his buddy, he's like, man, I remember we'd have Cool and the Gang on and we'd be <laughs> like at the bar and I'd be talking to three girls. He'd be like, hey, man, there's girls over here. You know, we got more girls. And he's like, you know, we'd have to leave these girls. Wow. And he's like, man, dude, now New he's York like a, back then. Yeah, now he's a janitor or something. Yeah, he's, he's selling TVs the, at Best Buy. <laughs> telling you about the good old days. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, dude, I'm telling you, don't lose your friends, man. <laughs> It used to be the Best Buy. I don't know if this is just a California thing, but the car stereo part of Best Buy, it was like a store within a store. Yeah, it don't even exist anymore. Yeah, I, don't, I guess I've never seen it. Any- Stereos died down, man. I'm telling you. I guess. But I remember back then, you walk into the car stereo part, and it's like the employees are all different. Yeah. They work, technically, they work at Best Buy, but they're just the car stereo Yeah, guys. they got the tattoos and the weird piercings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're just going in there, and all of a sudden you've like it's you're walking into a different country. Yeah, I remember, dude. I had a car stereo. I had a base cap, dude. People wanted that thing bad. Yeah. I got it off a guy going through a divorce. It was this crazy system, you know. And it, dude, it was crazy. It was fun for about 15 minutes. Uh, yeah. And then I'm just like, you know, you bring a girl in there. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every song kind of people the used same. to loosen up their license plates so their license plate would rattle. Uh, wow. When I was in high school, everybody'd be losing their plates. Damn, uh, I yeah. lost my back plate. 